Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670, The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Yeah, and he's been amazingly helpful. You know, such a significant part of, of why I was drawn to him besides just the fact that he's a tremendous worker and a, and a, and a really great person and, and really intelligent was that he learned in, in a, an excellent organization and one that uh, is forced to almost do everything through the lens of, of, of development, right? Like the, the, the Guardians, Indians, they never have the ability to, to spend in free agency. You know, I think you know, they, they're able to extend Jose Ramirez. That's one of the first, you know, star players they've been able to extend in the, in the past. They've had to trade the guys like Kluber. They've had to trade guys like Lindor away. And so everything is viewed through the lens of development. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. David Hall, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock talking baseball. That was the familiar voice of Jed Hoyer earlier this week on The Score talking about our next guest. And it's a privilege to go out to the guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, where we find Cubs general manager Carter Hawkins. Good morning, Carter. How are you? Morning, fellas. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning in the midst of playoff baseball later today. I know you will be watching uh, with uh, interested, uh, Cleveland is, is uh, on the brink of uh, taking the lead against the Yankees. That's going to be something, I'm sure, around the, the rest of the series of much interest to you. Let's start here with the Cubs, though. We heard from Jed Hoyer, your boss, the team president, earlier in the week, talk about intelligent spending being the buzzwords this offseason. How would you interpret what Jed meant by intelligent spending? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the buzzword, and you know, I think it was the buzzword last last off season as well. I mean, I think you could juxtapose that to non intelligent spending, right? And then it's like, okay, well, we certainly always want to want to do smart spending and and make sure that they were making decisions that that don't hurt the Cubs, you know, either now or in the future. And, and that's just making sure that we're looking at the whole picture as we make our decisions and using that lens. And our hope is that when we do that, we're able to build the, the special product that uh, that our fans deserve. And, um, you know, that's the lens we'll use this offseason. But my guess is we'll use it every offseason uh, after this as well. Carter, uh, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure talking to you. And I imagine um, there's no predicting what the Chicago Cubs will do. And by that, you know, I'll preface it by just saying you are in a rebuild. You are looking to build through your organization. But like every good organization, you need to plug in free agents from time to time for different reasons. All, all of them 
built usually around trying to win. But, uh, you know, I reported earlier in our show that uh, Jose Abreu would be on your list and other people's list of people of interest in the offseason. Um, how, how should a Cub fan get their head around looking at free agency for the Chicago Cubs during this period of time and try to detect and think along with you and Jed as to what players fit at the right time? Yeah, and I think, you know, you can look at the, the roster of available free agents and look at, you know, where we might have opportunities to upgrade and make a reasonable guess as to the type of players that we'd be targeting and the, the agents that we'll be talking to. But to your point, there's just so many different options in terms of how the offseason will play out, you know, and just in terms of, you know, where do players want to play? You know, what types of deals do we make? When do we make them? Like just all these different variables that make predicting exactly what what's going to happen obviously you know impossible but you look back to last offseason i think we spent you know six most out of 30 teams in terms of adding to our 2022 roster and you know it took us from where our baseline was prior to all those moves prior to the stroman prior to suzuki etc you know to a spot that that we ended up with in in 2022 and this year we're going to look to continue to build in the same way you know where we you know have the baseline where we are right now and then build on top of that and hopefully uh, play a little bit better early on in the season and capture some of the momentum from this last second half and uh, put ourselves in a really competitive position. So that's the goal. And to predict exactly what that's going to look like, I don't know, but uh, our hope and our our plan here is to be better and to be significantly better. Carter Hawkins, the Cubs general manager, is our guest here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7, the score. Okay, Carter, it has been about a year since you were hired uh, to join the Cubs organization. I just wonder how quickly it has gone. What has been your biggest impression of, of living in Chicago and, and working for the Cub organization? And, and how would you describe your role in the decisions that are about to be made in this offseason? Yeah, a little bit of, to unpack there. I mean, I think when people talk to me about what it's like, you know, living with, well, we got three kids that are under three years old right now, and they say, you know, the days are long and the years are short. I think that's that's probably a, a accurate representation of, of being a GM or, you know, working with Jed here for the first year, you know, long days that, you know, a lot of work, a lot of challenges, a lot of things that we're digging into, but, you know, it feels like, you know, I think literally today was the day that uh, I signed my contract. And so, um, you know, we're, we're a year, a year past that. It seems like that was yesterday, but I've enjoyed every single second of it, despite those long days. Um, It's such a fulfilling role. It's such a fulfilling organization. And just in terms of how much people care, not just the people within our organization, but the city of Chicago and the fans around the world. Like there's just, there's no place like here. And, and now living it for a year, I can say that with, with great confidence. I mean, even in the second half before we had started our little run, you know, our fans were still showing out in droves. They're still supporting our players. They still cared. Like that's an advantage for us. That is 100% an advantage for us. Our players feel it. They talk about it. They talk about this is why this is a place they want to be. And we want to continue to capture that advantage. But uh, it's been super fun. I mean, working with Jed's been outstanding. You know, I really feel like we're a, a true partnership. We complement each other well um, and, and really just involve each other in every major decision. You know, end of the day, he's a president. You know, he gets to make the final call. But I don't think that we've had any decisions that we made at this point that you know, we didn't get to a place where we both felt really good about it. So can't say enough great things about it and look forward to hopefully many more years. Carter, let's be honest. The most important thing is whether or not uh, you're eating deep dish pizza now, and uh, <laughs> and 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 who's you like, and if you know how to order a Chicago-style beef sandwich, 
and know what to get on it, whether it's wet or dry, jardinier or no jardinier. Know the position of how to hold the sandwich so it doesn't get on you when you bite into it. These are the things that are most important in Chicago. But Bruce, really, I, I, you know, I clearly need a I clearly need a Chicago 101 lesson with you at some point here. So let's carve <laughs> out a Tuesday afternoon. We'll sit down together. You can walk through all the things. I, I can't be going into a restaurant, to your point, and messing that up. So I will put that on my list of things to learn this year. Okay, that's great. Uh, as far as as far as uh, the the coaching staff goes, you're the general manager of this team. I know you and uh, and Jed and the rest of the front office sit down and talk about it. Jed talked about the fact that they're not. You guys aren't ready to name that front office yet. Um, I'm sorry, the coaching staff at this point. Uh, what are some of the parameters you look at during the season to decide, you know, whether or not functionally you have the right men in the right spot? I mean. You guys might be delaying this coaching uh, situation just because you might you might take the, the same coaches you have and move them to different positions. So from that perspective, wh- what are you looking for uh, as you evaluate your staff as well as your players here? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to answer the question as directly as possible. Um, you know, I think you know that that word process comes up a lot. I think I've been made fun of saying it a little bit too much, and I've tried to cut it back after my wife told me I, I said it too much as well. But <laughs> that we we have to go through a process at the end of the year to make sure that we're reviewing our season as objectively as possible, and try to understand our progress on the different strategic priorities or different goals that we put in place. As it relates to the organization, there's kind of three big ones. Like we want to acquire players well, we want to develop players well, we want to optimize them once they get up to the major leagues. When we think about the, the major league staff, it's really about optimizing our major league players. Sure, there's development there. Like, sure, we want to continue to grow. Sure, we want to continue to get better at the major league level. But, you know, the big leagues is the real world, and performance matters, and how we get to that performance matters. And so at the end of this year and at the end of every year, we'll go through a, a pretty robust process of talking to all of our players, talking to all of our staff, working through things in the front office, looking at any information that we've gathered over the year, just try to make a decision on are the people and the process that we have in place, are they optimizing our players to be outstanding major league players or to get the most out of their abilities? And that's what we're working through right now. We're probably going to wrap it up, you know, early next week um, and have some decisions at that point, but um, we're not going to skip that step for sure. Carter, that was an effective process of answering that question. Just tell your wife. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> very effective job. All right, let's look at the minor league depth because Jed Hoyer referenced that earlier in the week. And he, I thought he made an interesting point about the fact that the quality of the depth almost outweighs the star power in the organization, unlike what it was maybe back in 2014, obviously before you were here. But some of his points were valid ones. And But I want to focus on – on, on two guys specifically who might not be stars per se, but are names that we are familiar with. Brendan Davis, who has had a difficulty this past summer, this past season with injuries. Where is he and how did, did his health affect his projections? And then Caleb Killian, who had a cameo at Wrigley over the summer and still has a bright future, but wonder what uh, his offseason will look like and what are expectations for him. Yeah, I mean, so to really unpack the, the depth question, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's interesting looking back at, you know, where the Cubs came from and, and what happened in that run leading up to 16 was, you know, unheard of, you know, to have that many heralded prospects, all who make significant impact to an organization. Like, I just have not seen that outside of, you know, that one time. Everywhere else, 
all other 29 teams, they just don't know. And they don't know who's going to make an impact at the major league level. No one knew that Jose Ramirez was going to be Jose Ramirez. People thought Shane Bieber was good. Did they think he was a Cy Young winner? Absolutely not. And then you can also look at the Cubs and look at guys like Kyle Hendricks, who weren't even on you know, a top 30 list going into the season that, you know, he made really large impact on the Cubs, I think, in 2014 or 2015. And so the answer is having more lotto tickets, having more depth is certainly a strength of, of the farm system. And I think that's a great strength to have. I'd almost rather have that than the alternative because you can look at all these other systems and, you know, these quote-unquote top guys that never pan out. And the answer is, hey, let's just make sure we just try to develop these guys the best we can and, you know, and give them as many opportunities to grow, and that'll put us in a really good place. One of those pieces of depth you talked about with Brennan, you know, obviously he's over in the uh, Arizona Fall League right now trying to get a little bit uh, caught up on his uh, lost season due to his back injury early. Um, so we're excited about just getting him some reps. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's a guy with a lot of upside that, you know, we feel like can impact our, our major league outfield soon and uh, just getting him reps and put him in a really good place. Carter Hawkins, our guest, the general manager of the Chicago Cubs, for a few more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse. And, uh, Carter, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question about winter ball. Uh, it seems that um, teams these days – would rather see their players at their complexes early and get involved uh, in October and then again in January with, uh, you know, with, with eyes and hands on rather than see them going to Dominican or uh, to uh, Puerto Rico to play baseball these days, not too much to Venezuela anymore. What do you think are the reasons for that? And uh, am I right in assuming that teams seem more reticent to send their players to winter ball now? Um, you know, I think it's really about the individual and, and what they need. I know if we're talking about just competitive playing and competitive at-bats or competitive innings, like winter ball is the place to do that. If you ever go down to a Dominican winter league game, I mean, that is intense. You have to win that day. If you don't win that day, if you don't perform that day, like you're done, like it's over. You know, you get my, the managers fired, you know, almost on a weekly basis. You know, players getting released almost on a weekly basis. It's it's the closest thing to the major league that, that you can get in terms of that. If you're talking about getting bigger, getting stronger, working on fundamental adjustments that are harder to do when you have that pressure, like going to your complex is more effective. And it's really just looking at what that player needs in a particular off season and, and trying to match that up. So. I wouldn't say we're more reticent to send players to winter ball. I'd say we're just a little bit more deliberate on uh, how we put together our plans and the environment in which to do that. Carter, I know executives and, and managers sometimes hate comparisons, but, but I do want to know when you look at the Cubs organization right now and the emphasis on young pitching, and I think that we saw in the second half especially how many young pitchers seem to come up and rise up and raise the level of play. And now all of a sudden you look at the Cubs – core and the depth that we talked about is based around a lot of these young pitchers you came from an organization you kind of established your your reputation being a part of a group in cleveland that knew how to develop pitchers not that there's any one or two secrets to that process if you will but i do think do wonder do you see any similarities what are the similarities in the young pitching that the cubs are trying to develop and eventually rely on and the process that went, uh, took place in Cleveland that now we're seeing has had such success. Yeah, I think the, the biggest similarity I'm seeing, you know, in terms of the players that have come up and, and had some success here this year, you know, those guys have, have gone through, here's that word again, a, a process over the last two years 
to get from where they were to where they are right now. And I think what has made that really effective is that all of our Cubs personnel have been pulling in the same direction with all of those guys. There was a clear plan in place. There were clear adjustments that we were trying to make. Oftentimes that was, you know, adding strength, adding velocity, or, you know, very specifically trying to change a pitch type or pitch shape. But you didn't have people pulling in different directions like these guys are Stretch Armstrong. And I think that's something you see in a lot of organizations when there's not communication, when there's not clear process, and it just makes players stall out. But what we're seeing right now is, is kind of the fruits of a really disciplined process, a really um, unidirectional organization, and, and that's what we're continuing to build here. And obviously, we have to continue to sharpen what we're doing and then try to make sure that we're staying ahead of the, the competition. But literally just moving in the same direction with a bunch of people is such a competitive advantage. And yeah, we're seeing the fruits of that now. Carter in uh, closing, thank you uh, so much for joining us. It's been uh, great of you to take some time out and uh, get your voice out to the Cub fans for what some of the off season may look like for the Chicago Cubs. I- I'm wondering uh, about Ian Happ, uh, you know, certainly a number one pick in this organization, a guy who has uh, prospered from hard work and coaching in the Cub system and now approaching uh, a last year of a contract before uh, possible free agency in November of 2023. Um, without uh, saying, yeah, we've sat down and we, we started to talk to uh, his agent about a, a new contract, what what do you think uh, the future holds for Ian and uh, and the Chicago Cubs? Because uh, it's it's a nice... <coughs> It's a real nice story from 2022 till now about uh, what he was able to accomplish. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's, that therein lies the challenge in trying to predict the future for him. I think if anybody had said that, you know, Ian would have the year that he had be an all-star, you know, after kind of the path that he's taken, like no one would have believed you except for Ian. And I think that's the point. Like he has worked his tail off to put himself in a position to not only contribute to the Cubs in the way that he has, but Establish himself as one of the better, you know, left fielders in the game and one of the better you know, switch hitters in the game. And like that's, you know, his his plan. That's what he put together, and like he deserves a ton of credit for that. So, you know, we could say you know, we we expect more of the same, but who's to know that he's not going to just absolutely raise the bar even higher next year? And we're going to do everything we possibly can to to help him do that by giving the resources that he needs. And you know, we're super excited as well, just about his ability to share some of those lessons, share the things that he's gone through with the rest of the club, because he's kind of the elder statesman now, you know, he and Nico, believe it or not, are the veterans on this club. And I think for him to, to share about you know, what he's gone through and how his success is, has not been linear, um, but the hard work that he's put in to, to get to where he is. I think that's going to be really beneficial for all of our guys. Carter, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck this off season and some of the decisions you'll have to make and, Really good luck getting Bruce to kind of, you know, buy lunch when you are having that Chicago one-on-one meeting. <laughs> I'm not going to bring my wallet, Bruce, but I, I, I will bring my, my notepad. Carter, I will tell you one thing. A beef sandwich, for the most part, for most Chicagoans, is something that you eat standing up. Okay, so so there is a Fair position. Enough. There's a position and a way not to get it on your clothes, and we will go over that. I promise you, you will be an experienced Chicago-style beef sandwich eater before we're done. Right, as long as it's like a meet me at the ninth hole at 9 o'clock type of thing, I'm, I'm good. So <laughs> okay. yeah, I don't want to be the only guy standing up in the restaurant, but yeah, I'm on. Carter Hawkins, the general manager for the Chicago Cubs, joining us here on Inside the Clubhouse. Where are you going to get that kind of insight anywhere else, Bruce? How to eat a beef sandwich here 
on the score every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, talking baseball and beef 52 weeks a year. <laughs> when we come back, one of our favorite segments, it's Chicago Bound. Who are we going to be bringing to town or back to town? There's a tease right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. <laughs> That you all should know Chicago is the greatest place I ever know I'm gonna stay in this town I'm gonna live in this town I'm gonna live in Chicago It's the greatest place around The Cubs and Sox are off for the winter But inside the clubhouse starts the hot stove discussion now David and Bruce take a look at which free agents and trades the Cubs and Sox should explore Will Jose Abreu be back on the south side? Will Wrigley Field be the next home for Aaron Judge or Trey Turner? Does Wilson Contreras as a Cardinal make sense? You help them make the call 312-644-6767 yeah i mean i i you know you get it it's basic like as a kid you don't understand you know you're like i just want to play baseball then you you under start understanding the business when you get into professional baseball you know there's only so much a team can do you know it's not like they didn't want me on their team it's, the Sox wanted me like and i you know i gladly would have came back but um sometimes you have to explore other options welcome back Inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score, Bruce Vine, David Haw, Chicago Bound. We're going to do it every Saturday morning about possible free agents, possible trades, possible players coming back to play for the Cubs or the White Sox. That was the voice of Carlos Rodon, the former White Sox pitcher. And to bring people up to date, at the top of the program, way back in the 9 o'clock hour, Bruce Levine reported that the Cubs will consider Jose Abreu as a free agent, may even pursue him to play first base on the north side. But Abreu's former White Sox teammate, Carlos Rodon, also on the list of free agents, also would help the Cubs, also a possibility, Bruce. I thought that Jed Hoyer might have ruled Rodon out earlier in the week by the way he described what he would be seeking in terms of quality innings, but what do you think about that possibility? I don't know. Uh, Rodon threw a lot of quality innings this year. Uh, it's the first year. It's the first year he uh, got through an entire season since he was signed by the White Sox as their number one pick. I think in 2013 it was the first uh, year that he he pitched an entire season without being hurt. And we know the quality that he brought to 2021. Uh, first time All Star made the All Star team again this year. Uh, He's been fabulous and one of the best pitchers in baseball. And his agent, Scott Boris, will take him out to free agency, stepping away from uh, a guaranteed second year with the Giants and uh, making $21 million. Uh, First of all, David, I'll ask you, playing ball with uh, Carlos Rodon for the Cubs or for the Chicago White Sox, uh, what's it going to take to sign Carlos Rodon? Well, that's a really good question. He's going to want a long-term deal that reflects the durability that he showed this year. That was the biggest question, I think, that the White Sox had in committing to him. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bruce, but that's one of the reasons they let him walk away. And then he responded to that doubt with certainty this year. 14-8, and he made 31 starts, 178 innings, and I think a lot of us in Chicago were waiting for him to break down. We're waiting for that report. Carlos Rodon is taking you know a, a little bit of a respite here because he has a dead arm, never happened. And so the Giants benefited from that durability 
Uh, is it a high risk to go and give him a long-term deal? Probably, but I think in the marketplace, he may be one of the more highly pursued free agent starters. It's going to take probably four years, would it, Bruce? Four years, Do $80 million dollars more, Do higher? four years out of his arm? Uh, I mean, he's, he, believe it or not, for as long as he's been around, he's 29 years old. So his arm might be 35, but he, he's a 29-year-old left-handed pitcher, dominant strikeout pitcher, dominant innings. Uh, I don't know. I think it was, it's going to take at least three. Well, we, got, we, we have a precedent with the Cubs in terms of Marcus Stroman, a, a front-of-the-line right. rotation. Three years, $71 million, I think it was. Is that the ballpark that we would start? That's probably the neighborhood you would be shopping in for Carlos Rodon. Uh, if you're the Cubs. And I think that you could justify that. If you talk about, okay, Jed, Mr. Hoyer, what does intelligent spending mean? Oh, Carlos Rodon, three years, $71 million. That would be intelligent spending for a team that needs a top of the rotation starter. Would you agree? Well, yeah, not only that, David, but it, it takes your the perception of who you are while you're developing the, the Steels and the Thompsons along with some of those other young pitchers that we talked to uh, Carter Hawkins about uh, as far as the infrastructure goes, you put it with Hendricks and Stroman. So just think about uh, a top of a rotation that would be Hendricks, Stroman, Rodon, not to even mention Steele and Thompson. Uh, you're, you're, you're looking at the Chicago Cubs in their division. I'm not saying they're the Braves or the Mets, but you're looking at them in the division in quite a different way. Hayden Wesneski would like a word, Mr. Levine. I mean, I, th- I think that you talk about you talk about young pitchers that they have invested a lot of hope in. He is a guy that, in the Scotty Efros deal, has stepped forward and and demanded to be heard and considered. And and by the way, a tough break for Scotty Efros. You feel bad for that young man yeah. undergoing Tommy John surgery. But Bruce, let me ask you this: to follow up on on the, we talk about the Cubs possibilities. Is there any chance the White Sox would enter those conversations, or is that uh, a bridge that has been burned? I, I, I don't. You know, you heard Carlos talk about his love still of the White Sox and that he didn't think they dropped the ball, that they just moved another direction. Why wouldn't they be involved, okay? He already proved something to them that they weren't sure of. He pitched a whole year without getting hurt, okay? So, again, we're not talking about a 35-year-old, 36-year-old pitcher uh, one-year deal. We're talking about Carlos Rodon, one of the top left-handed pitchers in baseball. I think any deal uh, that's going to be, what would you say, 25 times three uh, is going to be great for Carlos because he he was already only having another year at 21. Whatever yep. he's going to get is going to be gravy for him, and he's going to yep. be already a rich man, a much richer man, and uh, with a better contract. Before we get out to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. Got to ask you about this, though, Bruce, because Gordon Whitmire, who has been around the team a long time and wrote on NBCSportsChicago.com, the headline to his column on Tuesday was why you can cross Carlos Rodon off Hoyer's free agency list. And he referenced the exchange that we talked about when asked about adding a top-of-the-rotation starter. Jed pushed back a little bit in the answer by saying, I think it's important we continue to add quality innings which I think is talking around it and not directly answering it, but I think the interpretation by at least Gordon was, nah, not this offseason. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think, you know, talking to, hearing the same conference with Gordon and, and sitting and listening here to uh, 
Carter Hawkins, I think he agreed with the premise that we laid out to him that to be able to predict what the, what the Cubs are going to do is not predictable at this point. I think they're open to a ton of things. If they're open to Jose Abreu for a two-year deal, let's say, yeah. or a year with an option, why wouldn't they be open to Carlos Rodon? Why wouldn't they be open to winning while rebuilding? Is there any type of rule written down somewhere that you can't win while you're still completing what you consider to be a rebuild? How many ex-White Sox people do you need in your organization? What's next? Hiring Nicky Delmonico to be the hitting coach? Come on. <laughs> I mean, All right, so look, David, I, I don't think in this day and age, the Cubs and the, uh, the White Sox, they don't care if they trade with each other. They don't care how they're perceived in the town like, they, like it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. They just want to make their team better. Now, you know, do the Cubs regret the Jose Quintana trade right now? Uh, you know, when you have one of the best pitchers in baseball. <laughs> You know, yeah. pitching for you, almost a Cy Young Award winner. He probably won't make it. It'll probably be Verlander, but he's going to be second. I mean, uh, it's that's still a, a pie in the face. You know, there's there's no question about that. But uh, you, you got to do what's best for your team. And no, Sean Sears, producer, Drake LaRoche will not be the first base coach. So stop that before you even start it. Let's he, go out to the phone leader, lines. Though, David. He is a very good leader. And they do need leadership. Exactly. <laughs> Score listener in line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. That's where we find Don, who is in Burr Ridge. Don, welcome inside the clubhouse. Hey, I love the show. I listen to it every Saturday, uh, no matter what. I, I, I might be working around the house, but I'll have the radio on and listen to you. It's, it's the best show of the week. <clears throat> Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, you guys, are, you guys are talking about free agencies with the Cubs and what to do. Um, I, I hope the Cubs don't go the route of what the White Sox do. Um, and what I'm talking about is, like, they, they've talked about getting Bogarts, um, signing Bogarts. Um, I, I, I'm 100% against Bogarts. His defense is poor, and that's where I'm getting it with the White Sox. Sox have terrible range in defense, and that's one of their Achilles heels. Um, I think Korea is going to ask for too much. If they're going to go for a shortstop, um, Trey Turner's probably the – uh, going to be a higher price guy, but Dabney Swanson would be a, a great pick for shortstop if you're looking at it. Um, as for uh, Jose Abreu, 15 homers at first base. Is, uh, yeah, he had a nice on-base percentage, but I, I, I don't see it coming back. Maybe he will. I mean, uh, how many guys do? But um, I, I would rather have a young guy come up and, and go from there. I don't think the Cubs are close enough to winning it, um, being a winning team. So. Thank well. you, Don. Appreciate the phone call. Bruce, I, I think that Xander Bogarts is a guy that will get a lot of attention. You wonder about where he would fit in the Cub infield. But let me ask you about this, following up on that idea. Carlos Correa announced this week, or the news report was, he will opt out of his Twins contract, putting him at the market, on the market, and I think should be at the top of the Cubs list. Do you agree? I do not, only for the reason that when I went – you remember when I uh, – did a little one-on-one -on -one with him about yeah. Uh, yeah. five or six weeks ago. And he did the entire interview laying on his back on one of these little mats that you, you know, you move up and back on to, uh, you know, get, you know, the pressure off of your back. And he, he spent uh, like a half hour on that mat down there, you know, trying to relieve the, the pain. So he has a chronic back issue. He is a tremendously talented player. 
he is an interesting guy to have on your team. But I, I just don't think pro projecting 110, 115 games out of a superstar is a prudent way to go, okay? So I, I put a big X on him only because uh, it's not his talent, it's not his personality, he's got all that. I just don't think you can count on the games from Carlos Correa. Wow. Well, your back would hurt, too, if you had to carry the Twins without Buxton as often as he had to carry the Twins without Buxton. And Buxton, only, what, he only played in about 90 games. So, Carlos Correa, Bruce, did you see him on TV? He's perfect for the Marquee Sports Network. He is the star they don't have. He's a superstar. I, if Carlos I agree Correa with is on I, the list, I, Bruce, you go after I, him. I, I agree with your premise. I do not agree with the end result because – he, the, the Cubs do need a superstar. They do need to keep the fans' attention. They do, do need to keep those uh, 32,000 uh, coming out uh, every day to Wrigley Field. They'd like it to be back to 40,000 where it was before. But um, I, just, I just don't think you're, you're intelligently – they use the word intelligence and spending. Yes. Uh, don't think it is. Although he did say while he was doing that interview on his back that he's he will continue to look up to me uh, in the business. So uh, that, wow. that 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 was a very nice thing. Anyway. Whether he's on his back or just yeah, uh, yeah. figuratively, no, it, Bruce, I think it, we uh, all look it, up to you. It was uh, he was a he's a terrific interview. He's a terrific player. Just doesn't play enough games. Okay, we will d disagree on that as we move forward. And you know what? We're like the Yankees. We're like the Dodgers. We don't have uh, a closer. We need your help. So help us close out this show. 312-644-6767. Who has the best thoughts about Bruce's report that the Cubs are going to go after Jose Abreu? What do you think about Carlos Rodon? And do you agree with me on Carlos Correa? Let us know here inside the clubhouse. Final segment, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio, 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I go to the mall and I go to the Dior store and I want something, I get it. Um, I ask how much it costs and I buy it. So if you really want something, just just go get it. So um, yeah, I mean that's I'm, I'm the product here, and uh, if they want my product, you know they just gotta come get it. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Bruce Levine. Yes, that's Carlos Correa, the top product <laughs> on everybody's. Wish list, shopping list this offseason in free agency. I don't want a that box would be... uh, three quarters filled, David. How about I, I that? want a full I box? Love, I love that confidence. I love that swagger. I would love to see him in a Cub uniform. Before we get out to the phone lines and you weigh in, 312 644 6767, want to remind scoreheads out there you can join Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody, double G, as Chuck Swirsky called them the other day, for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. On Tuesday night at Broken Barrel, located 2485 Southport Avenue, 7 to 10 p.m. While you're enjoying the broadcast, enter for your chance to win future Bears tickets and other great prizes. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It is Miller time. That's a show you don't want to miss, and you don't want to miss this one either next Saturday. But finish up strong here on the score, 312-644-6767. Let's start with Todd, who is in Dwight. Todd, welcome inside the clubhouse. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call. Dave, you might remember me. I'm actually, I call your show a lot. I'm the Browns fan, but I, I'm also a huge baseball fan. I'm actually a White Sox fan, but I'm not, I, I, I'm going to give you an outside outside perspective. And uh, Bruce, honestly, you're the best. I, I know you hear compliments, but I love your guys' show. But as an outsider looking in, I'm jealous because the Cubs have, I think, unlimited options. And I feel like the Sox really don't. I don't think they're doom and gloom like some Sox fans, but I think they are pretty hamstrung. But here's my point. I think Abreu, like you were saying earlier, I think he's the perfect fit for a one- or two-year deal. Or you know, And I know other people want him because, uh, because he is such a strong clubhouse presence. My big comment was, I, you know, again, as an outsider looking in, I think they're, and I know you won't like this, Dave, I think they're a year away from going out and breaking the bank, and here's my reasoning. I, I, I think you've got to start in shortstop, and I don't see Carlos Correa. Now, is he better than Nico Horner? Well, of course, but I don't think he's $300 million better, and I, I would focus as, a, if, you know, as an outsider looking in, do what you got to do to bring Ian Hap back, and then, Bruce, you would know better than me, is this even possible? A lot of times go out and test free agent, they don't see what they want. Can you go to Contreras and tell him, hey, if you opt in, if you opt in, we'll give you another $5 million and kind of turn it into a one-year prove-it deal and then keep Contreras, and then, you know, you can always add more pitching and then see where you're at the, at the break. And then, and then if you're right there, then you go out, you can trade or go out and get some big name, and then you still have all that options next year. But I know those are my thoughts. I'm jealous. I think the Cubs are going to be a fun, fun team to watch over the next couple of years. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, Todd. Bruce, I have it on good authority that the Cubs would love Contreras to accept the qualifying offer because at it gives them a good offensive bat. It gives them flexibility at DH and catcher. It buys them one more year of developing another catcher in their system. And that might be Elmaya if he ever gets healthy. Uh, because you, you have Jan Gomes for one more year at age 36. <clears throat> the breakdown this year was 71 games caught by uh, Contreras, 69 caught by uh, Gomes, the rest I think pick up by Higgins, but uh, I think they would they would love if he takes it. I just don't see him, uh, you know, taking anything less than a three or four year deal somewhere else. I would love Wilson Contreras to bet on himself one year deal. Contreras, Abreu, Correa, Horner at second base. Keep wisdom. That to me is your best Cub infield for 2023 opening day. Let's close out with Ron, who is in Lake Moore. Ron, welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. Ron, are you there? Ron, yes, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Um, I love all the free agent talk you guys are doing, um, but what about this trade possibility? I've been seeing uh, this guy could be rumored like top five trade target for some teams this offseason uh, with Carter Hawkins' connection with Cleveland, uh, Jan Gomes' connection with Cleveland. What do you think the Cubs could possibly flip to get Shane Bieber? Bruce, I don't think that's realistic. Do you? Well, I, I don't know. I don't think they have a a, a uh, wherewithal to trade what's the beginning of a really good-looking young farm system for Shane Bieber at this point. I, I don't think it – I don't I, – Bieber fits in any time, okay? But, of course. Uh, Why would you get but, rid of him? But, but trading your inventory when you're – you're still not fully stocked on the shelves from that inventory. 
probably not the right time. And I also think we don't know how Cleveland would be ending this season. Maybe they will be ending it after celebrating a pennant. That is still possible right now. And so I just don't think it's realistic. The Cubs are more likely to supplement the rotation by buying a pitcher rather than, as you point out correctly, Bruce, giving up assets that make themselves, you know, that give them hope for the future because they have a farm system now that they feel very good about and they've replenished. Yeah, again, we're always reminded, though, in closing, David, that uh, developing farm system players is all about developing, getting them up to your big league team, but also using them for trade bait. Uh, no no better example than the Cubs when they, uh, you know, <clears throat> they traded Glaber Torres to the Yankees and then eventually traded uh, Jimenez and Cease to the White Sox. Bruce, I want to recap here because we talk about good performances in October. You had a stellar day. You reported that the, the Cubs will have interest in Jose Abreu. That was at the beginning of the program. You talked about Carlos Rodon being a potential target, uh, top of the rotation, the guy who makes a lot of sense. And also, Wilson Contreras, the Cubs would be open and even receptive to the idea that he would sign that one-year qualifying offer. That, to me, is also news. Thank you for your insight today and the information because this has been a fun show. People to thank uh, Sean Sears, a great job as our producer every single week. We thank Carter Hawkins, the general manager of the Cubs, Chip Carey, the great broadcaster of Braves baseball, our good friend joining us. David, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on our website at 670thescore.com. Have a great week. Have a great week, my friend. Thank you for listening to Inside the Clubhouse. Stay tuned right here at 670 Score. Steve Rosenblum next. He's got Cam Allis and Mark Grody as his guests starting at 11 o'clock. We'll talk to you next week. It's David Hoffer, Bruce Levine, Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.